Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Bushke. And on this solo episode, I'm going to dive into the mind of the injured athlete. I did an Instagram post about this and thought it was really important education to be out there for athletes, parents, coaches, anyone going through some sort of an injury, whether that's mental you know, mental health related or physical injury. I just think it's an important topic to address and we don't often give it as much light or attention as we, we might need to. And sometimes it's confusing for us when we're an athlete going through an injury or we're sidelined for mental health reasons, or we're someone trying to deal with and work with athletes who are going through something like, how do we respond? What are some helpful things that we can do for them? How can we help them move through their injury? But most importantly, as an athlete going through this, like what are some of these things that you might be experiencing so that we can kind of normalize your experience and give you a little bit of prep and understanding Sorry, that's Otis in the background with his squeaky toy. (laughs) So uh, if he gets too annoying, I'll definitely edit this out, (laughs) but I'm going to let him roll with it. So how can we give more understanding to athletes, especially younger athletes? I'm talking about high school, college athletes who aren't as insulated from a lot of this stress and don't have as much resilience when dealing with injuries simply because they just haven't had experience, right? Not a lot of reference points, not a lot of injuries to point to more seasoned athletes have those experiences. So maybe the initial shock of being sidelined and having that happen won't be as hard for them simply because they have that experience to kind of lean on. I remember I can compare my injuries when I was younger in high school and college compared to the injuries that I sustained when I was playing overseas and just my maturity level and my, you know, the tools that I had to lean on, uh, during those times when I was overseas, I had way more tools, um, a little bit more maturity. I won't give myself that much credit, but I was able to handle that stress and those situations so much better than when I sustained injuries in high school and college. Right. So I had two significant, you know, two shoulder surgeries in college. And I remember going through my first surgery. I mean, I won't count the countless ankle sprains (laughs) throughout high school and didn't handle those. Well, I just wanted to get back on the court as soon as possible and was kind of this non-compliant rehab athlete at that time. Um, and so migrating from that to my college experience, you know, my first rotator cuff surgery, I just remember feeling all of this pressure to get back on the court. You know, I, I went through feeling like it's my fault. Um, you know, I went through the, the whole stages of, of grief really being like this shock, Um, you know, the confusion, the denial, being angry about it, the fear, um, you know, the stage of depression that it's, this is actually happening. Oh crap. And then eventually this acceptance piece of like, okay, gone through all of that. How can we kind of move, move forward? Right. Um, and I did that too quickly with my first, uh, with my first surgery. So I, you know, I was supposed to come back in six months, came back in 
um, three and a half to four months. And guess what? First game back tore my labrum. So that was a, a real, you know, a, a really big eye opener, big lesson for me. Like, Hey, if you don't do this right, you don't give your body and your brain the proper, you know, rest and rehab and recovery, um, that, that it needs, then this is going to keep happening. You're not going to be in a spot and you're going to slip a little bit deeper. So there's two choices at that point. I remember feeling obviously so discouraged. I just worked three and a half to four months working what I thought was working my butt off and, and rehab, but not, you know, I was kind of going through that super fast to get back. Cause I was feeling a lot of pressure self-imposed and external. And so pushing through that pretty quickly. So you have two choices at that point. I could slip deeper into this depression, this funk, this sitting in the shit and feeling bad about my situation and not accepting the reality or I can choose to do things differently and move forward. Right. So I chose to really invest and to be like a rehab, like PT warrior. And I took it super seriously. That time went through my full, you know, PT program and haven't had any shoulder problems since knock on wood, um, got full range of motion back all of these things. So I feel like I really put myself in a good spot there, but that last piece of the, the stages of grief puzzle, right. That acceptance piece is the biggest thing. Like, how are you going to move forward knowing that you've sustained this physical injury? There's mental health, um, associated with that. How are you going to move forward? Right. And so when we're in these younger stages of our athletic careers, we're not equipped with the tools at that point to kind of handle, handle this stress gracefully and move through it. So we're going to talk about some of these, some of these things that you could be experiencing as an athlete, right? So the mind of the injured athlete, um, the first thing, uh, is feeling like it's your fault. Like whatever's happened to you, you being sidelined, um, for whether it's a mental health reason or a physical reason, an injury, um, you know, feeling like it's your fault, right? If it is a physical injury, maybe you're blaming yourself thinking that, you know, questioning if you trained hard enough, did you overtrain? Uh, and if you're getting a surgery, should I have gotten that second, third, fourth opinion, right? So your brain kind of just spins and spins and spins. And really the more time we spend questioning, shaming, or blaming ourselves, the further we really get away from the reality and it cripples us from actually moving forward and doing something actionable with our new reality. Right. Um, so it's not your fault. Just having that acceptance piece is so important. Um, you know, the second thing is feeling like you're letting people down. And this is such a common one, um, especially for so many of the type a, you know, athletes that I work with who have such high expectations or such amazing, hardworking people. And they just have this, this fear of letting people down and disappointing people, whether it's their coach coaches, you know, teammates, partners, um, you know, so it's, they feel like they're letting themselves down obviously, but really this fear of letting other people down, like that's, that's something that can definitely creep in when you're sidelined. Right. So this one's tough. Um, you know, but in case you need to hear this, you're not a burden because you're going through something or you got hurt, 
right? Um, when you're holding space on the sideline or, you know, off the, off the track or off the court or field like that, that totally sucks. It just, we can't avoid that. That sucks. And you have to sit in that for a second and let yourself feel that, but it doesn't mean you have less value as a person. We have to disconnect that people still love you and care about you. Right. So, um, your emotional brain. And when you're in that space of feeling like you're letting people down, it's going to try to convince you that your disappointment, right? Like people aren't going to value you. They're going to forget about you. Um, you know, they're going to look at you differently and judge you. But the truth is you have to be grounded in this reality that people do still love you and care about you, even if you're not performing. Right. Um, unless you're playing overseas, because when you get hurt, they really do not care about you. <laughs> um, the, the next thing that comes to mind is, I mean, and that was just my personal experience um, and the experience of many of my close friends that played over there. But if your experience is different, please share that with me. Um, so the, the next thing is comparing yourself to your former self, like where you were pre-injury, um, and comparing yourself to your teammates, maybe your teammates that are moving forward or are in your same position. Um, that is really, really common, right? Comparison's natural, but it can be so detrimental to our path forward. Um, when we're just spinning our wheels and especially if you're, you know, you're finding yourself injured or, you know, not in a good space and you're sidelined, um, you know, you have more access to your phone, right? You might be scrolling and having all of these thoughts. Um, so it's really, really important to kind of take a deep breath, do a reset and focus on one thing that is going right for you. One thing that's going, okay, this is going to help shift your attention and redirect your emotional brain, you know, in those moments where you're having those comparison thoughts, just swirling around the next thing that injured athletes, you know, that the mindset of injured athletes that that's happening is feeling like you lost motivation. So as the more time passes that you're not training, you're kind of out of the loop. Um, you, you might be feeling a loss of motivation for maybe returning to your sport or for doing your PT, right? You might be thinking, is my spot taken now? What's the point? How will I ever get back to where I was? I feel so behind disconnected. I can definitely relate to that. That's why I came back as quick as I did, because I was feeling like my, my, my starting spot was going to be taken. Um, I don't want to be too far behind. So I was overcompensating by, you know, by streamlining my PT to a point where I, I really shouldn't have, I should not have come back. Um, as soon as I did, but those thoughts can be all consuming and they can definitely dictate, um, you know, our physical therapy and how quickly we come back and whether or not we get re-injured. Right. Um, so that feeling is very common and super valid for an injured athlete. Um, the road to recovery can seem so far away, uh, especially if it's mental health related, because oftentimes like with injuries, with surgeries, different things like that, you have your, trainers, you have your physical therapists, you have doctors, you know, you have people telling you like some sort of a concrete number sometimes like, Oh yeah, recovery is, you know, six, six months, or you'll be back in three months or something like that. So you have something to kind of latch onto. Um, but if you're going through something mental health related, there's oftentimes 
Like as a therapist, I don't say, oh, you're coming to me with some complex trauma and depression. Awesome. I'll see you two times a week for for three months. And I can guarantee that you're going to be healed. Um, We don't offer like a guarantee like that. Right. And if anyone does offer you that run, but everyone has an individualized healing and recovery process for mental health. So that oftentimes does not have a number connected to it or a specific time frame. So you have to be even more patient and mindful of that recovery journey. Right. Um, so it's common. It's so, so common for athletes to go through situational depression as a result of an injury uh, or loss of identity. So taking your recovery day by day and staying present, uh, you know, by using mindfulness is going to help you stay focused on your day-to-day recovery goals. So that's going to be something that's really helpful, but yeah, that depression can definitely sneak in there. Those thoughts can be all consuming and it's something to, you know, especially look out for if you're a coach, uh, or a parent and you're having an athlete going, going through this, make sure that you're asking the right questions, that you're being cognizant of the situation, because sometimes, what can make things worse for people with depression is when it's misconstrued as them being lazy or not hardworking or disconnected. They're isolating themselves or they're having an attitude or something like that when really they're super disconnected and they're isolated and they're depressed, right? It's not that they're not wanting to work hard. They, they can be depressed. So just put some things together and ask the right questions. I think that's, that's super important. Right. Um, so all of these things are things that you can, you know, just be mindful of. These are things that are helpful, um, to know both as an athlete, um, parent, or, you know, partner or, or coach. Right. Um, so tips for an athlete who's sidelined, right. Whether it's mental or physical, you have to, you know, accept this new reality as soon as possible, sit in the shit, realize that it's, you know, it's kind of just, you know, a shitty situation, not having to not being able to compete in your sport for whatever reason. So be mindful of those stages that you might go through. We talked about the shock, confusion, denial, anger, fear, that depression, and then eventually that acceptance piece, right? So how can I support my teammates at this time? How can I still be engaged, involved, you know, um, being okay with, with that reality. Right. Um, so trying to have a positive attitude or at least a neutral attitude through your sidelined experience will be helpful for you. Right. So the next thing is working with your physical therapist, working with your trainer to embrace this injury and embrace the the process embracing these, these new goals that you have for yourself. Right. Um, and working closely with those providers and those professionals who are going to help you get there is really important. Um, you know, making sure that you're staying in the zone, you're staying connected. Um, that tendency again is to kind of isolate and feel like no one else is sharing your experience and you're kind of feeling bad for being in this situation and potentially feeling bad for disappointing others. So it's important for you to still stay connected socially. Another thing is to make sure that you're incorporating some aspect of mindfulness throughout your day. This is going to really help slow 
some of these thoughts that are naturally going to happen, right? All of these what ifs and these fears that are, that are coming up, um, incorporating some breath work, some meditation, some mindfulness practice into your daily routine is going to help slow this down so that you're not feeling as overwhelmed when these thoughts come, because there's going to be lots of triggers for these thoughts, right? Like maybe each time you have a competition and you're not a part of it, or you're watching someone play over you, right? Or you're watching a, a movie, like there's going to be so many opportunities for you to potentially go into that thought tornado, that thought spiral, as I like to call it. So just be mindful of that. And you can get ahead of that by, um, you know, implementing breath work, the meditation as a coping tool. So you have that in your tool belt so that the world does not seem as big and as hard and overwhelming. Um, you know, when things are thrown at you, you have these coping skills to kind of help you help you through this really, really difficult time that you're going through. Um, the last thing is to just ask for support, ask for help, ask for what you need. I know that sometimes this might not seem super accessible and it can still, as far as we've come with mental health in the sports world, uh, there's still, stigma associated with it. And there's still repercussions for, um, you know, for, for asking for help. And we're worried about how we're going to be perceived, but ultimately, um, it's so important that if you're going through something and you feel isolated, you feel disconnected, you feel like no one else is sharing your experience and you're just not sure like where to go and what to do, like ask for help. So if you're a college athlete, there's lots of resources for you, right? Like your athletic department, you have athletic trainers, you have therapists, you have lots of resources there. Um, if you're a high school athlete, you know, talk to your coach, talk to your parents, um, talk to your teammates about it, right? Um, anything that can help you, you know, get move forward from this situation and access more tools and more support and more connection. Like that's, that's super important, right? Um, so yeah, those are some tools, some tips for athletes who are going through whatever sort of injury that's sidelining you. It can be really traumatizing. It can, it, you know, it can totally rock your world and make you feel disconnected from your identity. And these are just some things to, to look for, to give you some context, because it's a really natural, these are natural things. Um, that you're going to go through when you're, when you're going through something like this. So hopefully these tips and this podcast has helped you in some way. If you have someone that needs to hear this, you have a teammate who has gone through an injury, going through an injury, anyone that could benefit from this information, make sure that you share this with them and leave me a comment. Let me know what your experience is, or if you've tried some tips that have helped you kind of bounce back from your injury, definitely leave me a comment. I want to know about your experience. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this. I will see you on the next podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast. Make sure to join us next week as we have another episode for you. If you haven't checked out readysetmindful.com, make sure to check out our free mental toolkit to optimize your performance. And if you're not following us on social, make sure you do that. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Ready, Set, Mindful. Make sure to leave us a review if you liked what you heard. Always look forward to seeing what your guys' thoughts are. We will catch you on the next episode.